When it comes to discussing our bodies, we often get a little uncomfortable. Women's health issues are often seen as off-limits, taboo topics we just don't talk about. It's time for that to change. Let's talk. Welcome to the Brave Mama podcast, where we are going to do exactly that. Discuss everything from periods to pregnancy, motherhood to menopause. No topic is off-limits. Join Stephanie Thompson, the brave mama and author of The Day My Vagina Broke, as she asks other brave women about their personal health challenges and triumphs. You will learn, laugh and cry as Stephanie finds out everything you wanted to know but were too afraid or embarrassed to ask. So, grab a cuppa and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Lowdown with Brave Mama. It is Steph Thompson, your host here. And just before we introduce this week's guest, I want to share with you a review that we had from one of our friends called Lisa Higgins, who is a period coach. Now she's in the UK and she said, I found this podcast when my friend struggled with pop and I couldn't find enough information to support her better. I felt like I needed the tools to be able to talk to her about how she was feeling, and I found these episodes to really help. So that's amazing. I've always said, even if you are not someone who lives with pelvic organ prolapse, these episodes, these conversations, talking about all journeys to motherhood, periods, menopause, pregnancy, basically all the things that are just women's health related. And I know sometimes people say, oh, that can be really quite broad because when people go to look for something, they usually want something really specific. And I kind of went against the grain and rolled with it. I just thought, well, yeah, I know. I, I kind of understand that in terms of a marketing sense of things. But I also feel like prolapse periods, menopause, pregnancy, all kind of tie into one another at some point along the journey. So along my journey, obviously after periods and pregnancy, prolapse, next is to come is menopause. And this is why we have invited our amazing guest, Marcia from the States to come and talk to us about her journey with menopause. I can tell you from this episode, I don't think I have laughed cried and wanted to hug someone so much. I think by the end of it, my face, my cheeks were hurting from just smiling so much. Because even as you're about to hear, there is some adversity in this menopause journey. Marcia has an amazing outlook and I feel like you're going to take some of that energy from her and fill your own cup with it. So let's get into today's conversation with Marcia. Hello, Marcia. It is such an honor to have you on this show today. Thank you, Stephanie, for having me on. Let's get started. I'm excited. I'm so excited. When you reached out and said, I would love to talk about menopause, I was like, you are the perfect person because I love your energy. And then now that you've got so much information to share with us, let's just dive straight in. Let's talk about menopause. I want to know your experiences with menopause this far? My story, I had started menopause at 50. I was age 50 and went to the doctor, told her to have a period for a minute. She said, how long? I just told her how many months. She said, yeah, you start menopause. And I said, good. Good. I was excited. Yeah, at first I was really excited because I'm like, no more. You you, you know the drill. I don't have to go through all, all the particulars. I had had a period since I, since I was nine years old. So that was 41 years. So I was, you know, I, you know I was happy. I'm done. Yes, done. 
But Stephanie, what a lot of people and this, um, thank you for having this topic. And you know, it compelled me to be on. Nobody really talks about menopause and how it affects women and how it affects them physiologically and psychologically and yes. all of that. Yes. Because it, you know what, and the doctor, we really didn't really, we really didn't have, and it's too bad because really doctors really don't have like a real conversation. <laughs> and a lot of times you really have to do your own research. Yes. Seriously. Because everybody goes to menopause different. That's The right. way you go through it, I don't go through it like the same way where people kept saying you're going to get hot flashes, right? Mm. I didn't get the same type of hot flashes I got, but it wasn't the same type. But what it really did, Stephanie, it really messed with my mind. If you if you did me like this, I'll start crying. <laughs> I mean, wow. I could not I could not stop crying. I mean, I was so I was so emotional. Like I was an emotional hot mess. You know, I couldn't sleep through the night. You know, it was it was a mess. I mean, I was still functional, but it really messed with my sleep. Yeah. Like I said, it really messed with my mind. And we're gonna talk about that momentarily, but you know, I was looking at something on TV one of the talk shows and they had doctors on. Okay. So people say, what do you take for menopause? Hmm. You know what they say? What? We don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, seriously? I'm like, okay, I'm not taking anything then because, you know, everybody talks about taking the, um, HRT. you know, the menopause. Yes. I'm not taking drugs. Okay. I just want, the, I want, I just want the flow natural. I knew it wasn't going to be forever, mm. but, you know, of course I chose not to do the patch and all of that. I just didn't want to do that. I just wasn't ready for that. I don't really like taking medicine. Except yeah. if I have to. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, like I was saying, before, nobody really talked about the whole, that whole puzzle thing, you know? And it was, it was, it was a mess. Matter of fact, Stephanie, it was such a mess that I lost my job. I got terminated. Yeah. Wow. That be because, Marcia, that it was hard to communicate what was happening for you at the time or they didn't care or understand? No, it was hard to communicate because I didn't need, you know, I recognized later on that it was menopausal. I went from a star worker. I was getting awards and all of that. I mean, it yeah. wasn't like I wasn't a good worker. I mean, everything was good, but let's say, you know, I got a letter one time that said, we're going we gonna to put you on a write-up on a performance improvement plan. I said, what the hell is a PIP? I had never even heard of a PIP in my life. What is a PIP? Because yeah. I'm, I'm an excellent worker. But, you know, again, I didn't know all this was related to the menopause because that's when things start going you know all the way left and yeah. anyway i got terminated like six months later i mean i got terminated they said where well, is your last day so what? i packed my gear and i was done i was there for 10 years and Shit. i was done yeah so just like that just like that oh yeah it was and um you talking about you know that and starting over but again stephanie i feel that we should be advocates for having menopausal talks in the workplace and yes. people knowing the difference. Do you understand? I yeah. think that that should be a priority. That's a part of mama thing too for y'all. But even for people that go through like menopause or premenopause and all of that. And like I said, have you seen, have you know any of your colleagues that is in, is in anybody's employee's handbook about menopause, about no. being sick, about no. being part of the illness? It's not. Do you know, yes. Marcia, when I was pregnant with my first daughter, I had gestational diabetes and I had to go to an appointment that was a medical appointment because you had to go to the clinic. And I said to my boss, I have to go to this appointment. And he says to me, you know, you're just pregnant. You're not actually sick. So I can't approve you to have sick leave 
for that. So can you imagine trying to talk about menopause as something that you need to take time off or need to go to an appointment for? It just wouldn't wash. And it was so bad, Stephanie, that I had a meltdown. And I went to, and I went to a psychologist mm-hmm. and she gave me a week or she said, take a week. So when I faxed the papers, I got in trouble for faxing the papers because she told me not to go back to work. She said, go straight home and yes. get yourself together. That's how severe it was. But nobody, like I said, nobody really wants to talk about that. And it's, it wasn't only until maybe like the past, maybe three years ago, that I went mm. to a seminar and a doctor actually talked about menopause. And I'm like, damn, that's it. That's what happened. That was I, me. Yeah, exactly. But again, nobody's advocating for that, you know. And do you know what I think would be really helpful, Marcia, is just unpack that a little bit more. So on the daily, you would wake up, you would get ready for work, and you'd go in as that star employee. You would be like, yep, I'm going to do my job today. What were they seeing that was going to give you this performance improvement plan? They said that I wasn't nice to the clients and all of this. And people just come back saying different things. And then one time I forgot to put something on, on, on an event order. And mind you, I used to, I was the queen of doing event orders. Yeah. I was training everybody as how to do event orders. I, I forgot imagine. to push. I forgot to put chef choice of vegetables. And she woke me up for that. Okay. If I said boo wrong, it was written. You know, everything. What had happened was I said, maybe if I step down from this position and go into a minister, go back into being an administrative assistant, I could still be employed. Sure. So they said, well, that'll work. But the assistant director of HR told told the hiring people that, that I wasn't employable. I got terminated and then HR told me, Well, I won't I won't deny your unemployment. That's rubbish, isn't it? See, Stephanie, this is the thing I want everybody on this platform to understand today. Mm-hmm. If you if you and I and everybody on this platform was a good worker and you see something is, you know, something's a little awry, you're going to have a conversation. Not one time did they call me into the office and say, are you okay? Yeah. Like, period. Nobody, I mean, only reason why they had with doing that is because of the pandemic. But <sighs> just think about it, before COVID, Correct. I mean, seriously, they don't be talking about now that it thing. Oh, it's okay not to be okay. You know? Yeah, it is. It's so and true. And all mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's okay not to be okay and all of this. But again, I just wish whether they be male, female, I don't care who you are, young, old. And I think sometimes that conversation needs to be had. As soon as the menopause hit, mm-hmm. we need to have a conversation, you know, because it's it's like it's like a disease they can't discriminate. Yeah, oh, 100%. and they should, they should make that hell. They should make that under the ADA too. Menopause. I agree, hundred percent. Because if you really think about it, though, it is a disability. Yes. You yeah. It stops I mean, you it, from it doing be, your job. I'm not trying to exploit the ADA, but that should be something that should be considered moving forward. Do you know they won't because it's too expensive? Because we've got fifty-one percent of our population of female. We're all going to go through menopause. It's too, it's like too hard. So tell me when, because you said you went to your doctor around 50, were you feeling any symptoms leading up to that appointment or like for a long time before that? Not really. It was just, you know, I just didn't have a period. That's when I sent me making an appointment mm. and I told her I hadn't had one, you know, for a while. She yeah. said, yes, I believe you're going through menopause. You know, and that was that she said, you can stop taking, you know, stop taking contraceptives and all that. You know, you good. Okay. And I'm like, fine or whatever. But 
it was just the fact that, you know, the medical profession. I mean, I'm not faulting her because, you know, what see, Stephanie, let, let, let me let me just let me just rein it in. Hmm. This is why as women and people in general, we need to be an advocate for our own health care. When I mean an advocate, you need to come in equipped with the information to yeah. share with the doctor. Yeah. Because shame on me for not having my paper. You know what I'm saying? Should no, it be on you, though? Should it be all on you? Yes and no. Okay. Yes, because if, if I want to advocate for myself, I need to have information I want to advocate about. Yeah. Because just think about those, Stephanie. Your doctors are on a time constraint. They only give you 10 minutes. If you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, right? So you better <laughs> not come in there with your feelings and talk about, well, how are you doing, Stephanie? And I have 30 minutes. No, you don't. Mm. Well, this is what it is. They, you know, write your script and say, make an appointment by, I'll see you next. You know how it go. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a factory. It is, it is, it's really, it's really like a factory, man. Mm. It's like a factory. We have to get over that. So, you know, again, we have to be our own advocate for our health, especially women's health. So now that I'm equipped, Stephanie, I go with my notes. I have a notepad and I go with my notes and I say, I'm running this appointment. I like, love it. I love it. Like, period. I've been running my own appointments for, for the past like 10, 12 years now. I said, I'm running my, like, at least, for, at least for the past 10 years, I'm running my own appointment moving forward. So I feel too, everyone, if you advocate for yourself and have your list, you're apt to get better kid because they, they just they just can't push you around. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? You can say, you know what, Stephanie, you can say, I tell the doctor I had I'm having these symptoms. I'm looked it up, I'm thinking this medical pause. What are your thoughts based on these symptoms? See this see a lot of times people are uncomfortable with making the doctor's appointments a conversation. They and think that's it's really one all way. it is. Like they yeah, like they think that they're the holder of all the knowledge. But do you know what? The amount of times I've seen my doctor pull out his little dictionary to look up symptoms himself because he doesn't have all the information. He's, he doesn't have all the answers. You know for sure. So I always go, you know, with, with my little notes and stuff, Stephanie, because in my notes, and then I usually have a picture of all my medications. Great. You know, and the color of the medication. Yeah. Because again, I'm not like I said. All oh, that's a part of menopause. All oh, that's a part of health, Stephanie. In general, I'm a I'm a huge advocate of of health. Period. Mm. You know, and then especially women, because you know a lot of times people are not looking out for us. We do everything else for other people. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Everyone's nodding. <laughs> and if you think about it, though, that's getting kind of old too. If you really think yeah. about it, it's like you know, well, we need to take a minute for ourselves because you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. A hundred percent. So you you cannot. But Stephanie, like I said, with the menopause thing, I was breaking I was breaking up in the middle of the night. Every I used to get up at two or three in the morning, be up for hours, couldn't go back to sleep. I finally went back to sleep. Then it was time to go to work. But I got when I was functioning because being being um a, a manager in the hotel, mm-hmm. I had groups. Sometimes like my schedule was different every day. Yeah. So, you know, some days I was there early in the morning. Some days I was there, like, you know, regular standard business hours. Some days I was there, I would come in the evening because I had to stay late and all of that. So, you know, you dealing with menopause and then you dealing with uh, erratic work, like a non-traditional work. Let me put it, a, non, a, a non-traditional work schedule. Yes. And then, you know, every time I used to meet with my director, Stephanie, Every time when I would get very anxious, I guess it was anxiety. I didn't even think of it then as anxiety. But every time they would call me in the office, I would just start sweating. I had to take off oh, my jacket and, yeah. you know, all of that. So those were, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. those were the hot flashes I was getting yeah. that way. So yeah. I'm like, I mean, I wasn't like pouring sweat. I had to take off my clothes. But I was getting hot. I was like, oh, my God, it's so hot. 
is happy because it was the anxiety. So I guess it must have increased my hormones. Because like I said, if you said boo and stab me sometime, I'm talking about ugly crying. I'm not even talking about... Yeah, right. I'm not talking about this crying right here. <laughs> I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about... Ooh. I mean, it was, just, it was like truly an ugly cry. Yeah. And it, I was ugly crying pretty regular. At work as well? Huh? Were you having to try and hide this at work or were you doing it in the privacy of your home? Let me tell you something. No, I wouldn't have any... I, I want, I'm not going to use that word. I'm not going to use bad language. No, I wouldn't have anything because it came when it came. So... I mean, it was just so bad. I couldn't control it. Yeah, I was yeah, crying yeah. when I was. I was crying when I was happy. I was crying when I was sad. Yeah, I was crying when I was laughing. It was just, it was just crazy, and that went on. That went on for several years. So I called my sister, who's an RN, and I said, Stephanie, what I'm. A, her name is Stephanie too. I said, Stephanie, when I'm gonna get off this menopause thing? I said, because I'm over it. Yeah. She said about seven years. And I think yeah. it took that long, too, because I'm 59. I'll be 60 in September. So I think it almost took that long. And I'm like, oh, my God. It really took me for a loop. And like I said, everybody has different symptoms. And I think what medical people want to do, Stephanie, they want you to have a quick fix by giving you a pill. But yeah. a, pill is not, a pill is not a quick fix, number one, if it gives you side effects. Because Correct. I'm in the business of taking medicine, Stephanie, to feel better, and not to have long. side effects. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. And not long term either. Like, it's like, I just need a little bit of a boost if you need medication now to then go and get better naturally or, you know, on your journey. And I agree. My mum had that, it's called HRT here, I think. And essentially, it gave her a heart attack. She had a heart attack very, very young from taking this medication. Yes, yes, with the HRT, because my cousin was taking a patch too. And she kept right. saying, you know, she was having real bad side effects when she was first taken. And I'm like, no. And I kept, you know, hearing about people that was having, like you said, not so good outcomes. Mm-hmm. And I said, I didn't want to do this. So where did you go to for your information? Because it sounds like you did a lot of research yourself and went into your doctor's appointments asking questions. If people were scared to go to Dr. Google, where could they go? Where did you go? I went to my sister and my mother. Yes. My sister's yep. a registered nurse, you know, so I can go to her about uh, the medical side of the situation. Yeah. But then later on, like I said, in 2019, when I went to a seminar, it was actually doctors there who specialized. I was at a seminar with my yoga instructor, and the doctors there were actually specializing in treat menopause. Mm. Yeah, so a lot of times, Stephanie, it's just for me because I'm always learning. And like you said, not, not so much Dr. Google because... Google could be very misleading and very, yeah. it could be to your disadvantage. Because <laughs> you don't know what's what's accurate and what's not, right? For sure, for sure. Mm. But Stephanie, what I would subscribe to, if I had mm-hmm. to do it again, is definitely yeah. East meets West in medicine. Definitely, you know, trying some okay. um, black cohorts, you know, doing different things that's non-medicine, like more holistic. Yes. Yes. And... You know, funnily enough, we just happened to somehow time this at the right time. Last night, we did a live on Instagram with a lady in the UK, and she talked about menopause for the first time in a way that I have never heard. She reframed the way that we thought about it, and I think it's very similar to how you describe in that it's not a problem that you need one fix. It's a transition in your entire life that you need to embrace 
and find ways to actually be proud of what your body's doing. Does that make sense? Yes, perfectly. Perfectly. Because you know what? Because I had been working out anyway, like before, and I just started mm-hmm. working out even more because I knew I knew the benefits of exercise and diet. And then I was pretty much, you know, watching my diet too, Stephanie. I mean, not 100% perfect, but I, you know what I mean? I knew watching my diet and exercising and everything and just, you know, having my little goodies in moderation, but definitely exercising four to, four to seven times a week. Wow. I like that. I like it when people can be prescriptive because, you know, people say, oh, do what's right for your body four to seven times a week. I love that because that's a really actionable thing that people can now take away and try themselves, right? But you know what, Stephanie, with the working out situation, it's really, even if it's exercise or meditation or anything pertaining to yourself, you have to really schedule yourself for that. Because just think okay. about when you schedule everything else for your children, your husband, your family, your job, yada, yada, <laughs> yada, yada. But I actually schedule myself for my time, period. Mm-hmm. I do. And everybody who knows me knows that, oh yeah, she can't do it there because she here. Because I need that. I really need that. That really keeps me sane and focused, you know, and I need that. And I think if people, especially going through the menopause thing, we try, like you said, Stephanie, embracing it. I like that word, embrace the transition, because it is a transition, major. It's the next phase in your life. And Stephanie, too, I tell people all the time, and then your weight fluctuates. Yes, that's a huge thing. Women, and especially around that pouch yes. in your belly, it's like it grows. Yes. And nothing, nothing you do can change that. I think we need to actually say that's a reward for carrying this body for 40, 50 years that you can finally say, I love that. That's pretty cool. Yes, it is the middle age spread. And, you know, then your metabolism is all out of whack and. And that really slows up, you know, so yeah, this is why I really stepped up the workout. Like it was intentional. Yeah. That also helps with the mental health side of things, I would imagine. Yes. Yes. And it was, it got so bad before I got terminated. I was going to a works, a work support group with a whole bunch of people that were having problems at work that the therapist facilitated. So then she was so good. Then I started crying because she retired and I was done. Oh. We would, you know what? The sad part about it was that we would really get into a nice rhythm. Yeah, she said, I, I had imagine. bad news to tell y'all. I'm like, well, she said, I'm retiring. And I was like, Damn. you know what? You can't. For me, <laughs> I'm a type of person that needs consistency. Yeah. I mean, do I like change? No, it's change inevitable. Absolutely. I just prefer not to have things to change. I just like things just as long as possible. You know, Especially I like- when they're positive. Yeah, she was really, really good, too. And then mm. they had somebody else come in, and I stopped going. Because she was really mm. she was really hitting it. You connected. Yeah, she was mm. connecting with everybody. So it was really sad. We were all sad. <laughs> but people have a right to be tired. What I didn't do, Stephanie, was have conversations mm. with other people that were going through it. Ah, I was going to ask you, who was the supportive circle, like your girlfriends or your no. other than your sister and mom, I mean? No, nah, because two of my girlfriends... Not to tell their business, two of my girlfriends had it early because they had hysterectomies. Yeah, so they sure. were done. But no, you know, Stephanie, it wasn't even a conversation that we were having. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, well, let's talk about menopause. How many people are going through it? But, you know, the, my, my older self is like, look, we're going to have this convo tonight. Let, let's just hop on a call. Or you know, like, man, we're going to do a Zoom or Google Duo or whatever, some type of digital platform. Look, we're going to have this conversation yeah. tonight. Let's talk about yeah. it. 
Because, you know, I actually did an Instagram reel on it. And they were like, girl, you funny. But it had hit me at that moment. And then, like, the next day you put out the call. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Because I was just, I was feeling it at that moment. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So you said it, it probably lasted for seven years or so. Yeah. How are you now, Marcia? How are you feeling within yourself? You know, I'm good. I mean, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I want to lose 25 more pounds, but that's not related to okay. menopause. That's because that's something I need to do. But I'm feeling really, I'm feeling really great now, Stephanie. Thank you for asking. I mean, I don't have any more like them crazy symptoms and all of that. So I'm glad that part is gone. But, you know, yeah. as I tell people that are going through it or will go through it, everybody's symptoms are different. Like my mother didn't have any menopause symptoms. None. You hear that and you think, wow. And she was only 35. Lucky. Oh, okay. I wonder if there's a correlation between your symptoms and when it happens for you. I don't know. Interesting. Yes. I was like, okay. But I thought, here I go, Stephanie. I said, I hope it's hereditary so I could be 35 too. (laughs) 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 I was like, yes. I wanted that since she told me. When I was in my 20s, I said, I want to stop at 35. Yes. Yes, yes, I was. And then the reason why I was so happy because menopause came is because when I had my periods, I used to get violently ill. Oh, okay. Like endometriosis? Not, not, not endometriosis, but I used to just mm. have real bad cramps. So I used to just have to stay home from okay. school and lay in the bed. I used to have to leave school early. They had to call my mom and she got to come home. I mean, it was it was like that for a long time. So I was very, wow. very, you know, happy, you know, about that that component being over with <laughs> i'm like no more of course but now of stephanie course. you talk about menopause and everything but now in schools now even before menopause and people still having cycles some schools are actually giving out tampons free now because they're so expensive so how how does that make you feel knowing that you know it's good because i mean luckily my mother could afford them and then when i started working i can afford them stephanie it's a lot of people can't afford them because they're very expensive and it's just recently when they got they got rid of the menstrual tax so good yeah it's, it's so good yeah so there's a lot of things going on with that but again getting back to the real menopause but again stephanie mm-hmm. people you know why and you know why people that talk about it right because this is really an uncomfortable subject it really is. Oh yeah. It's not like Anything. it's not like we're gonna get on the phone. Yeah, let's talk about menopause right quick. Because yeah. we're not doing that. So thank you for thank you for taking the leap and having this on your platform because it's really such an important topic. And continue to spread the word, spread the menopause word that, you know, it's okay to have your moments and it's okay. You know what I mean? It it's it's it is okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to do a lot of things. It's okay to cry. It's okay to scream. And I think mm-hmm. if we even get together and share our symptoms of what people were going through, we might be more alike yeah. than different. And just and feeling like you're not the only one or something is actually wrong with you. And I'll admit something. Having watched my mum go through menopause in my 20s, I didn't understand it. I didn't particularly give much energy to it. And I just thought it was something that she has to deal with on her own. And now I want to change that for my daughter, especially to understand that it's actually your whole family that need to care about this. It's not just something that mummy goes through on her own. Because of that privacy thing that you just said, where we don't want to talk about it. I feel like as we move down in our body, we're getting a little bit better now talking about breast cancer. Still, when you get to anything pelvic health, it's still a massive no-go zone. 
No, we don't say it. We don't talk about. We people still call your vagina your bits, your lady bits. I mean, come on. Yes, I mean that's a whole other story with breast cancer. That'd be another topic because. I've had seven people in my yeah. family had breast cancer. And one of my friends is a three-time breast cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. And because she recognized the symptoms immediately at, at 32, I said, go to the doctor. She said, I feel not. I said, go to the doctor. But like you said with menopause, like you said, go to the doctor. But like you said, and, it, and it's too bad, especially GYNs. I'm sorry. They need to know. Yeah. I'm sorry. And they Stephanie, we, 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 we have to hold people more accountable, too, to your point. Because they should be learning that in medical school. Yes. I'm sorry. Exactly. I'm sorry because exactly. really though, because if we not learn this stuff in school, Stephanie, we would be an epic fail. Do you understand what I'm saying? They need to learn that in medical school. Where this is what women are going through. This is the part of the menopause thing. Let's do some activities. Let's do some studies. Let's bring some people in. Let's do like a Zoom call. How are you feeling? How are you doing? Because now with the technology, you can have class, right? You can bring people worldwide. How are you feeling? Because menopause is just menopause. I don't care where you at. It's everywhere. It's yeah. just worldwide. You know, it's just exactly. it's what it is. So I'm thinking if people not doing like the base, and Stephanie, that's just like common sense if you really think about it. Yes, it's such, it's such low-level basic. We were chatting with a physiotherapist in season one, and she said when she went through university as a physiotherapist, there is nothing covered in pelvic floor. You have to then go and finish your degree and then go and study pelvic floor physiotherapy separately. So they look after the man in that course, all of your joints and body, but nothing to do with women. I'm like, this is wrong. So it's got to change. You're right. It has to change, right? And I think that's a crusade that we all could be working on as women. And we, it's, it's, yes. see, Stephanie, it's, it's what my friend Shelly used to tell me all the time. I've been knowing Shelly mm-hmm. like 45 years. And she said, what she called me, pumpkin is what you tolerate. <laughs> and you know what? It really is what we tolerate. We to- the, only reason why this, the only reason why this nonsense, the only reason it continues to happen is because we tolerate it. And we're not holding anybody accountable for it. Accountability is zero. Do you think it's changing a little nope. bit now? Nope. Wow. Nope. Okay. No. Okay. And you know, you have to realize too, Stephanie, if you really break it down, it's really multifaceted. It's not only mm, women and, that's having menopause. Then mm. it's women of color that are having menopause. You're going through a whole, you know what I'm saying? It's layers to menopause. You know yeah. what I mean? So you're not even dealing with just one thing. That's exactly, that's exactly right. And to your point, everybody should be taught that. And that should be intro to real life medical, real life medicine. I'm sorry. You know, or something because there's no way that your colleague should not have to go and do something on her own. That's right. But I have a colleague who's a public health official, and she said what she didn't learn in school, she used to study at night on her own. Yeah. And I'm thinking, that's just like, really? I'm like, that's totally unacceptable. I'm like, but if we if we allow it, it's going to continue to happen. It really is. And I think, well, let me back up. You said it's going to get better. The only reason why, I don't even think the young people, see, it may, we have to educate the young people because, you know, they take action. Mm-hmm. You know, the Zs and millennials. You know, once you hit them to the game, they're going to take action. Because if you really think about it, though, it's going to affect them, too. Yeah. I'm like, hey, y'all, it's going to happen to y'all, too. So, you know, you break it down. Because I did did a live event. We called it Cut the BS, Your Health, Your Wealth. And my Mm -hmm. goddaughter was the mom. You know, she was running my chat. But she's, like I said, she's 30 years old. 
She's like, oh, mama, I ain't know none of this about different health and stuff like that. She did not even know. I'm like, see, this is why these, this is why these platforms are necessary. And then her mom said, well, I didn't know high blood pressure and hypertension were the same thing. You know what? I credit her for asking because what you don't know, you don't know. Yes. And if you don't ask, then you'll never know. So you always have to have a curious mind and ask why, but why? How? You know, for sure, for sure. So it's just, like I said, it's so multifaceted. And like you said, Stephanie, and mm. then your, your mother, if you think about it, though, your mother didn't have that conversation with you for real, though. She didn't say, Stephanie, this is what you're going through. This is what you may go through. Like you said, you thought it was something she was doing because had she had that conversation, you would have you would have known how to proceed differently. Don't you think? I would hope so. I'm not sure if that, that age that arrogance of that age is because everything's still about you because you're still trying to find yourself in the world or find a partner or become a parent. Thinking about someone else's health wasn't on my radar, but I think we could educate others for more kindness in the world in general to be considerate of what others are going through. And and it takes me back to your workplace. I find it astounding that none of those so-called leaders at your work stopped to think, we've had Marcia for 10 years, who's been a star employee for so long, and then we've got this little bit of time where things are not quite working out. I wonder what's happening for her. Like you said, no one asked you how you were. No one was curious and no one actually thought, this is not like her. Do you know what I mean? Totally, totally, totally. I just challenge employers to recognize when yeah. things are not, you know, when things are kind of going around for a minute and just say, Stephanie, we need to, can we have a conversation? What's happening? But Stephanie, everybody's not comfortable having a conversation either. I mean, I'm just, this, I mean, just, let's not, let's, you know what, uh, minus the menopause, people just don't want to have a conversation. They just rather avoid stuff. People, mm-hmm. you know, again, Stephanie, Menopause is a very uncomfortable topic. And you know a man ain't going to step to you. Let's talk about menopause. You know, that ain't happening. It's not happening. It's not, it's not happening, you know. Is it because they don't understand it either? My husband knew nothing about menstruation. He only ever had a brother. And I had to explain what a period was. He, he didn't understand how it works. I actually didn't understand myself until I had to Google it. <laughs> I understood it like totally because again, since my mother was a nurse, you know, I, I kind of knew different things. So for me, I was a little ahead of the game, <laughs> you know, like slightly, but, and like you said, and this, I mean, you, have, you have to think the makeup of the workforce, man. A lot of these people are young. You know, they're mm-hmm. not going to know. Yeah. If they millennials so and Gen Zers, they're not going to know. I'm sorry. They're not going to know about menopause. They're not going to know whether you're going through something. They're going to think how I used to think about my mom. Like, oh, that's just your thing. Your business. I'll just keep doing what and I'm or, doing. Or either, Stephanie, say, oh, that's for old people. <laughs> well, you're yeah. going to get old too, hopefully. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you know what I mean? So, we, and, and, and it's cultural and it's generational too. It is, it is a generational thing yeah. too. So, again, we have to, I think as, you know, as elders, you and I and everybody else included, that we need to have, have frank, honest conversations when they're young and don't wait until it happened. And then they don't know what's going on. And then they're clueless. Because, because at nine years old, like I think of you as still such a baby getting your period at nine. I didn't get mine until I was 13. (laughs) Yeah, I I was, 
Yeah, nine years old. A baby, a baby. And you know, and the funny part about having it that young back then, they didn't even have mm-hmm. like the peeling stick, you know, pads and all that. It was oh, a belt. Yeah. That, was, that was hilarious, you know, for a minute. And then it came out a little bit afterwards, you know what I mean? But it was it was funny, you know, about that. But like I said, Stephanie, if we, uh, I'm really glad, again, you bring this to everybody's attention. But um, again, we, we, we have to make it comfortable to, to talk about. Have you got any tips, Marcia, on how our listeners, or me included, by the way, can start those conversations that possibly won't scare people off. I mean, we can't we can't control their reaction at all, but just a nice, gentle way to start talking. Or, or do you just go straight in? I don't know. You answer it. Well, you know what? Because me, I probably just go straight in, but people like you are probably nicer than me and more refined and all of that. No, actually, let me stop playing. Actually, we could just sit down and have a conversation. Sometimes that means things just come organic. We're not going to have a meeting and say, well, let's talk about menopause today. You know what I mean? Because we could be talking about something else. We can like maybe get together, maybe have some wine or dinner or something. You know, by the way, like how many of y'all going through menopause? You know, then we can actually, we can gradually bring it in. And then that way people won't be like on the hook. They say, damn me. Like, you know what I mean? So then they can say, you know, and I'm saying, how, how are you feeling today? What are your symptoms? Mm-hmm. This is what I have. Da, 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 da. What y'all have? You know what I mean? Because yes, I, 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 I don't want to bum rush people. And then you don't want to have that to be the main focal point of discussion. I think that should come in gradual. And then, like you said, for your daughter, okay. when she get a little older, you know, pull her to the side because she is. Even all these folks out here with, with, with the babies, the females, the grandbabies, and all of them, my goddaughter, too, because now you maybe have that conversation with her. Because her mother kind of old-fashioned. And I'm like, mother, we didn't have to talk. You know what I mean? Because she will listen. And then I, I put something on her mind. And then when it... Yes, mm, plant the seed. Mm, and then when it happens, she'll be ready. She won't be as alarmed. And I'm, yes. you know, and I can talk about some things I went through. And I think, Stephanie, too, people really appreciate... Most people really appreciate when you come organic and just honest and open. That's that's my thing. I I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather that you come to me organic and just, you know, just tell me what's happening because I can't read your mind. I don't know what you're thinking. That's not my PhD. Um, my degree is in CS in real life, common sense in real life. My degrees besides my business degrees, but anyway, but that's why I think Stephanie, just like organic, just, just just start having these conversations and not wait until the situation happens. Oh my God! And then you can talk yes. about the hormone replacement therapies. And then what you can do, you can say, you know what? Well, how did that work for you? Were you taking it? Why did you take it? Who who suggested that you take it? Some people may have wanted this, Stephanie. Yeah. Because I told the doctor I didn't want anything. Do you know what I'm hearing? The a bigger message here, and tell me if I'm on the wrong track here. But I feel like to have those conversations, we need to allow ourselves space and to slow down a bit because a lot of our interactions these days are like, "Hi, Marcia, how are you? Yeah, good. Okay, great. See ya." And it's so rushed. But to sit down over a meal, like you said, and a glass of wine or whatever, you need to let it simmer to come up to the surface to feel okay yeah yes you are you are absolutely yes we're on the same page okay yeah just because i mean just just think about it though because a friend of mine used to tell me she said you know you need to be still (laughs) i'm thinking girl bye because i never really for a minute probably for like a week i didn't really understand what she meant and then i after she kept saying it and i'm like you know what i'm like okay it actually resonated with me I'm like, yeah, yeah, she yeah. right. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, yeah, I do need to be still. But 
even with like you said, we all don't be still enough. That's the part of menopause that I feel like I've resonated with most, the pause. Oh, I'm allowed to give myself a pause. I'm allowed to slow down. I'm allowed to take a minute to breathe five breaths, not just one, and move on. So the pause part of it is what I'm feeling at the moment, just to go, okay, I know you're perimenopausal. It's coming. It's it's here. You're in it. But just slow down. To find out what you need, to find out who you need to talk to and things don't try and rush everything can fix everything you know yes for sure for sure but like i said it's it's really such an important topic and you know what like mm. i said stephanie let's just circle back we just have to hold people accountable especially our medical professionals but again for us we have to be an advocate of our own health and like i said you've done a great yes. job stephanie about doing your research and things like that and you've talked to your medical experts and your colleagues and things who specialize in this type of field you're involved in public health and it is a public health issue. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. So you know what? Keep doing that. And you like me, I'm always learning. I'm always I'm always talking to my 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 nutrition colleagues, my dietitian colleagues, my public health, you know, colleagues too, and my family members who are in the medical field, just the community because it's good to, it's good just to, you know, see where people are. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us what's happening next for you. It can be anything. It does not have to be menopause related. Tell us a bit about your podcast or just tell us something that is inspiring you right now. So it's a couple of things. Two things make basically tomorrow I'm doing a live stream podcast, a special episode of my podcast. This stream is called Colorism to Action. So colorism in communities of color is huge. Always has been since slavery. That's another topic people are not comfortable with, but I don't care. So I'm putting it out there. I'm going to actually do it with my cousin who lives in Philadelphia. So we're going to zoom in and all of that. We're going to stream live on Zoom and Facebook. You know, we're going to talk for a little bit. Then we're going to do a QA. and a Amazing. And do you know what I have learned throughout my education as a teacher it is not up to me to ask you what that means. It is up to me now to go and research what that means and find out. Yes, do your, yes. That's why I'm not asking you because I know it's on me to do that. You don't have to tell me. I need to go just, and find Just type out. in colorism. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, you'll see a lot. You'll see a lot, a lot to that. So you gave me an idea. I need to start out with what that means. So thank you. Do the definition. But you know what people, are, and then, and I think what got me, Stephanie, is because people on social media, the young people say, oh, that's not a problem. People were like, yes, it is. Where mm-hmm. where are you? What planet are you on? It is a problem. But on a more positive note, I went to an agro-ecological event last week. Phenomenal. Okay. They had public health experts, nutritionists. They had urban farmers. Yes, now they're talking about prescription for health. They're talking about writing people prescriptions. Perfect. They can order their stuff off the grocery store and have it delivered to their house to keep them well. To stop the bring to stop these onset of you know diabetes, hypertension, you know different things like that. I have a couple of people that's going to come on the show that's doing urban farming. I have a young man who he has two urban farms in in Washington D.C. He's coming on, so I'll be dropping that episode in the middle of next month. Tell us the name of your podcast. I think I missed that most important question. And then where can people okay, listen? The podcast to that? is my season. Your reason is on Apple and Spotify and Google. It's primarily health and wellness because my brother died March 4th, 2019. Mm -hmm. And he had been suffering from depression and mental health issues. And he was obese. 
So okay. usually when you obese or anorexic on either side, you got some type of trauma going on or some type of, you know, mental health, you know, thing going on. And he didn't want to admit it until he died Monday. Sunday, he told my brother, yes, I'm depressed. I need help. And he died the next day. Oh. And I vowed okay. that his death would not be in vain. I would be out here educating the community, you know, about health, yes. wellness, diet, lifestyle, and all of that. Because it's things that we can do, Stephanie, but again, you have to want it for yourself. You have to have you have to have your moment. You have to have your own epiphany. You have to be at your personal yes. bottom. Unfortunately for him, yes. his bottom was at the end. He he didn't get to have a personal bottom. Some people get a bottom, then they can pull themselves up. Yes. Yeah, I it's hear. This, it's what it is. So this is why I'm doing it. And not only my brother, but quite a few friends and family members that have died or even gotten limbs amputated and things like that because they're not taking care of yeah. themselves. You know, that whole game. And so that's why I'm doing this. So again, I really appreciate you having me on. I am a brave mama. Yes, I'm a brave surrogate mama. You yes, are. I'm a brave Anyway. It's yes. beautiful. What a pleasure to have your aura here with us because your energy is so contagious and amazing. And so thank you so much for My your time. My pleasure, Stephanie. I look forward to chatting with you soon offline. Everybody have a fabulous night. Don't you just love Marcia's energy? I can tell you that for hours and days after talking to Marcia, I was on a high. I was so lit up. Even just listening to this episode right now during production, I got that instant feeling back. I can't explain how good it is, but it's almost like your whole entire body sits upright. You have this internal vibe of happiness and joy. I hope you got that too. As we come to the last half a dozen episodes of season two, we've taken you on the journey from the very beginning, two years ago, with a prolapse diagnosis, how to manage it, how to live with it, and then now what comes next? And that is finding joy, finding fulfillment, finding things that make you happy in your life. If you got just even just a tiny little glimpse of that today, by listening to Marcia and I chat about menopause, let me know. We're going to do more and more of that. Now, if you liked that episode, it would be really helpful if you can jump over to iTunes or here on Podbean and just leave a comment. You can even leave a rating for the show. If you've got no time to write a whole comment, there's a five-star rating. You can give us whatever you like. It's really nice to hear your feedback because ultimately, this show is for you. It is guided by you and we want to make sure that we can deliver exactly what you need. And just before we go, a really quick message from our podcast partner. If you've been listening to this podcast for a little while, you've probably worked out that some of us are at more risk of developing pelvic floor problems than others, and especially after giving birth. So the Pelvic Floor First is a special dedicated website to raise awareness of this issue, to refer people for help and support, and also provide you with pelvic floor safe exercises. It's for free. If you'd like to find out more information, you can go to pelvicfloorfirst.org.au. And this website is an initiative of the Continents Foundation of Australia. We will put direct links in the show notes so you can check it out. So until next week, bye for now. Mama.